Welcome to Wild Soul Gatherings. I'm Dr. Sandra Marie. I'll be your host for this episode of Happy Hour for the Spiritually Curious. Hello to all you wild souls out there. I want to send a special thanks to each of you for taking time out of your day to listen to our guests as we discuss the many aspects of spirituality. To stay updated on our latest episodes, please follow us, share with friends who may be interested, and if you feel so moved, a kind rating and review is always appreciated. The tradition of happy hour, cheers to some new insights, peace, revitalization, and perhaps an aha moment that may change your life. Thank you for joining us for part one of this two-part series, Keeping Your Spiritual Center to Maintain Your Sanity, our special guest, medical intuitive, Mark Robinson. Contact Mark at spiritquester at gmail.com. Welcome to Wild Soul Gatherings. I'm Dr. Sandra Marie, and I'm going to be your host for this episode of Happy Hour for the Spiritually Curious. I am really excited. Today we have Mark Robinson, and I would like to welcome you back, Mark. Great to be here. Thanks for the invite. One of the things that I would like to talk about today is there has been so much going on in the world and people's individual lives. How do you leverage your spirituality to deal with all that's going on? Watching the internet and the news in the United States can be overwhelming. A lot of people have a lot of emotion about what's going on politically on every side of it. There's lots of changes that are occurring. We have the Ukraine war with Russia. And I know most recently a personal issue in that you were part of Hurricane Ian and had to prepare. That was a pretty big event, at least in the U.S., definitely in Florida. So when you think about all of the things that are happening in the world, we all talk to people every day. And it just seems like there's so much going on in people's lives and there's just a lot of like angst on what what is happening and how do I manage all of this? It's truly a balancing act between a spiritual being having a physical experience on the earth plane. As a spiritual being, I recognize or understand that I am part of the divine energy which is love, and it's all good, and we are eternal, and it doesn't matter what happens, that's never going to change. Incarnate on the earth plane to have experience, because that's how we move forward on our path and our understanding of, of and how we evolve. As a incarnate being in the physical, I have to look at everything through the lens of the spiritual. And I always use the word absolute. The absolute value of everything is good, purposeful, and has meaning. With all the unsettling things that are happening around us, I have to maintain that anchor in my spirituality and know it's playing out perfectly and it's all getting the human race to where it's destined to evolve to. But saying that, being an incarnate physical being, this is creating a lot of stress, unease, unfortunately anger. I, I, I don't know why I'm so triggered in, in that respect, I guess it's releasing my own issues that I also look through that lens of. I kind of, in my mind, I see it as a balancing act on a tightrope. You know, on one side is the spiritual, one side's the physical, and how do I maintain my balance in the middle? 
And that is not an easy task. If you've ever, ever gone to a circus and seen somebody walk down a tightrope, I think you can appreciate the challenge that that is. And, you know, how many people are truly successful at that? Wow, that makes sense. So in, in respect to the hurricane, I experienced something that I, I never had the opportunity to address before because, you know, I've lived a pretty charmed life thus far. I mean, no major catastrophe has ever touched me. And here I was for the first time in the cone of certainty that this hurricane was going to be a direct hit. You do what you need to do, you make your home safe and secure, and and you get your physical body uh, out of harm's way. But as you're doing all this, and you're getting all this input from all the media and sources around you, you're preparing yourself with all this armor to withstand anything that may fall down on you. Since the hurricane took a different direction, when we first heard the news, it was, oh, it was a major relief. Wow, you know, we were saved, it didn't hit us, all of our worldly possessions are where they should be. But when the images and news stories started coming in from the area where the hurricane did land, was just horrific. And all I could think about was, oh my God, that was supposed to be me. And I felt so bad for all these people that they had to experience and endure something that I felt in that moment was supposed to be my fate. And, you know, I tend to be an empathetic person, at least I like to think I am. You know, I was feeling their pain and their anxiety and their, their fear and their uncertainty with what their present and what their future held for them. It, it just didn't seem right that I got spared I I didn't have to have that experience. I don't know quite how to put it into words, really. But after a week of processing, I got back on that tightrope and started my balancing act again. And I realized, or accepted, that these people needed to have that experience. It all happened for a reason. In the end, in the absolute, it's going to gift them in some way. And for whatever reason, I didn't need to have that experience to get me to where... I'm going. Wow. It's, it's this, this juggling act that humans have to do. When you share that story, you're not the only person I had conversations with about that. Uh, they didn't use the word survival guilt. Um, yeah, that's what it was, survival guilt. But they did talk about, I, I feel bad, this should have been me. And it was interesting to me that I had so many different friends of mine make that comment as they were going out and volunteering and helping people in different areas. Because one of my friends is down in Sarasota, which did get hit pretty bad. And she was prepared to lose everything. For whatever reason, it skipped over her. She was another person who was like, "I, I feel guilty this should have been me. Why did it happen to other people? It's, I think it's helpful the way you put that in perspective and you described it. And when you said that part of what happened wasn't a, a lesson for me, there may have been other lessons, you know, as you prepared for it and what your steps were going to be and the thought process you went through at the time and then how you reflected back. It would be very individual to each person. On, on either side of the coin, there's something to be gleaned from it. And that is, you're absolutely right. In the preparation process for preparing for ultimate catastrophe, 
you realize what's valuable to you, what's important, how do you feel about yourself, you know, how much self-love do you have that you're going to protect yourself or are you going to just let yourself be a victim of what may come your way. So there was definitely a process in that experience too. And being the survivor's guilt energy, that, that was new to me and that gave me an opportunity to reaffirm that there's this divine blueprint that needs to be played out that I have no control over. That's actually, that's, let's talk about that for a minute, control issue. When you're being prepped for ultimate catastrophe, you have no control. This is something that is going to hit an energy that's going to hit and you, there's nothing you can do about it. And it's truly letting go. And what's that spiritual adage? Actually, I believe you use it in uh, Wild Souls about letting go. Letting go and Uh, reconnect with yourself. Ah, that's it. I knew Wild Souls used that. Yeah, in in that letting go is when you find that that core divine energy within you. Because it's letting go of all the physical, because come what may, and the only thing that you have left is that, that eternal, loving spark of the divine that knows that you will survive and conquer and grow and prosper. And I'm sure five years down the road, or maybe ten, the people that did experience this catastrophe in Florida will look back on the experience and see how it changed their lives, the lessons that they learned from it, and I'm sure they'll find themselves in a much more evolved place. I love that. I love the take on that. Two other concepts that I wanted to talk about with conflict and all that's going on in the world. So we'll step a little bit away from Florida and get into the global picture of it. I know in spirituality, people come from a lot of different directions. People use meditation, they use yoga, they use prayer, they may use crystals. There's there's lots of tools out there when you're working on a spiritual path. So when I think about the tools that are available from the different areas of spirituality, if I was doing Reiki, I might use that to calm myself or help or send healing to other people or send healing to the earth. However, I chose to to use that modality. Talking with the divine prayer is a, a big thing that people use, and it's, it's a tool to help them with these kinds of things. What are your thoughts on the different tools that are out there, or do you think that, that that's helpful or not helpful? Like spirituality, it's unique to the individual. I mean, there is no template or blueprint to be spiritual. So as souls experience things, they delve into the toolbox that they were gifted at their birth. Some people are more fiery and have to be active and physically do something. Other souls are more earthly or water or earthly that just stay grounded and they need to be calm and peaceful. And then you have the, the watery souls that just need to to flow with whatever happens. You know, so there's all these different approaches that are unique to that individual. Um, I'll, you know, I could just speak for myself, being uh, a very active, must-do kind of person, that it's important to be proactive in some way. Now, don't get me wrong, I do enjoy and profit from yoga and meditation. Again, it's that idea, getting in touch with your spirituality is a process of 
letting go of the physical to really focus on the non-physical. But to deal with what's happening on the earth plane, we need every probability and possibility to happen. Because then I think all the bases will be covered. I don't think there's one way. I think the only way is when you throw every way together, you have the results that hopefully will be the golden age on Earth for the next 20,000 years. Yes, I personally believe that we're in a huge spiritual shift and a lot of the the uncomfortableness that's going on in so many different areas is part of us shifting out of that industrial age, greed, power, third dimensional, we're shifting up. And we're really seeing more and more of a different way of doing things that is more focused, I think, in, in love and peace and healing and taking care of the earth and all those kinds of things. That being said, what what I would share with you... The other thing oh, go ahead. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. So finish your statement. So no, that <laughs> you and you and I do that a lot. What I have found interesting is I've done, a, yeah. a, you know, I've been very uh, into self-reflection. I've always been into self-reflection, probably to an unhealthy point at different times of my life. I've been on, you know, like you, a very long spiritual journey that's gone on for a, a couple of decades. Or well, we're always on it, but it's I've been actively engaged in it and what I'm doing definitely a lot of changes for me. So certainly not the same person I was five or 10 years ago, or maybe even last year. So historically, I'm like you, I was a very fiery person. I wouldn't say was, I may still be, I don't really know, jury may be out on that. I've been part of different protests. I had no problems making a sign and addressing whatever issue, ethical situation that for me personally seemed to be unacceptable and really taking it out in that very earthly kind of way. So over the past years, I have really decreased watching the news pretty significantly, try to decrease a lot of my internet time that and really working more on myself and being present versus caught up in all these other issues. So what I noticed now for me personally, you know, when I become aware of things like what's happening in Ukraine, you know, I hear about different things that are happening politically in the country and some of the changes. I I was really amazed when I sat down and thought about it. I had my concern, but I didn't have a need to like, I need to get in the car and go like March on Washington. I didn't have a need to grab a sign. I don't have a need to do any of those things. Not only do I not have that need, I don't have that desire. And that was something that was always a big part of who who I was. And I think that sometimes people misjudge it. I sit back and I watch. I'm aware of what's going on, but I feel like at this point I am more the spectator, aware of what's going on. I take that energy and I focus on myself, my love, my peace. I send it out there. So how I feel like I make a difference, I feel like how I personally feel I make a difference is drastically different as I've really, really moved and grown in my spirituality than it was five, ten years ago, or I guess honestly even two years ago, I did end up getting my picture on the front page of that paper in New Mexico when I was protesting. Do you feel like in your life that you've noticed that shift or that that's changed or do you feel like you're actively shifting now or with you? It's interesting. As as you were talking, I were totally relating to what you were saying because I had a very similar path. When I was younger, I had that, that need, that energy 
energy to be out there and make change happen on any level. You know, be it going to a demonstration, picketing something, boycotting. But I have also found myself in a place of stepping back and letting be. And it's definitely rooted in my spirituality when I've come to understand that everything needs to happen as it's happening. It's all playing out perfectly, and it's all getting us to where we need to go. So I don't feel that the ultimate outcome is contingent on anything that I'm doing proactively. But on that flip side of the coin, I feel very proactive in being a light bearer, a bearer of light on the planet Earth. You know, it's being proven through quantum physics that everything is energy and vibration, and one thing affects the other thing, and there's this domino effect, and then you have the coalescence of all waves that create a super wave. And I feel, I've come to recognize that one of the reasons why I chose to incarnate at this particular time in human history is that I'm here to balance out what's happening around the globe. My little point of light that I project from my heart when I meditate and do yoga or when I, believe it or not, behind the wheel of a car these days, I'm projecting love. You know, love and light. I've evolved into an energetic healer, and I feel that my energy projecting out in a positive way can heal people around me and can heal circumstances around me. Now, just imagine when enough souls wake up to their purpose of being a light bearer on this planet, the power that they're going to have, the transformative power to create a new paradigm here on Earth. And I'm going to quote an old scientific study, wish I was scientific and I could be exact about it. Somewhere in the world there are scientists that measure the level of energy on the planet. And when 9-11 happened and the Twin Towers came down, there was a three to seven day period where cohesive, coherent energy went off the charts on the planet because so many people around the world were focused in on that one event and giving it love and light. Wow, I just had chills when you said that. So when you're on, on the farm relaxing and isolating yourself for the rest of the world, know that is sending out this beautiful vibration to the planet. Incredible. And it, I think it's important energetically to to keep that that focus of love and light. The human side of me struggles with my I, idea of utopia. You know, that, that gets in the way because I don't feel like there should be all this violence. I don't feel like there should be this starvation. I don't think there should be all these inequalities on the planet. In my lexicon of energetic experience, it should be much different than what it here is on the earth plane. But I try not to get bogged down by it because it could be like quicksand. You step into that and that that is such dark negative energy, it can just suck you in and under before you even know it. Unlike you, I do follow the news because as a spiritual being, I find it somewhat entertaining in a third-person perspective. But I also think it's important for me to understand where we're at in the transformation so I could focus my energies in specific places and areas to be of assistance of some kind, energetically. And, you know, you also talked about your evolution, and it struck me 
things have really accelerated. Oh, I agree. You know, when we look at the decades we've lived through thus far, except for the, the, the 60s when this first transformative energy hit the planet and everything seemed to be in upheaval in one way or the other. But there, there were just big issues. Like the 60s was about peace with the Vietnam War. The 70s was about personal expression. The 80s was about financial gain. It seems like our issues are coming faster and flowing through us faster than a, a 10-year window. You know, just think about the past five years from 2000 or from the teens to 2000 and then what happened around the world in the in 2021 and then COVID hit and that brought the world to its knees in, in a different way and brought people together and it, it, that had a whole different set of issues that, that needed to be addressed. And now we have the this sudden awakening of the younger souls on the planet, that they're not going to perpetuate the old morals and rituals and ideals that their parents and grandparents' generation had. And you're having rebellion in place, you know, like we've never seen before on the planet. And it's just happening quicker and quicker and quicker. And it just makes my head spin. But it makes me happy also knowing that we're getting closer and closer and closer to where we need to be as a race on the planet. That really brings a whole different perspective to all these issues and what's happening in a, in a way that makes them meaningful, a way to be able to manage it. I feel like at this point I'm a spectator, I watch it, I don't get myself emotionally involved and I don't get consumed with it and I, I don't get take those kinds of actions that were very concrete like I used to. Part of it is, and I get a lot of flack from it from different people in my life, and my response back is I have no control over those things. I find them upsetting. I'm aware of what's going on in the world. I know all of these things, but I can't do anything as a single individual to really influence it significantly. Same as you, how I do know I can influence it is through the light that we all are. So it's through my meditation, it's through my mastering alchemy work, it's all those other modalities that I use. I send love and light, I send love and light, I send healing to everything. And that's my way of thinking that I I make a difference. That's how I feel like I make a difference. And I absolutely 100% agree with you. It is a lot of people who are jumping and getting on that train. It is going to create a huge shift in the world where the darkness, which to me is war, greed, repression, all all of those things, they're going to be lifted. It's not going to just happen in a 24-hour period. It's a process just like everything else. And somehow I think at times people, and perhaps even myself, can think that this is just magically going to happen. One day it's there and one day it's not. It's become very clear to me that it's a process and I have a lot of influence and power to make a difference. It just looks very different than how it used to look in the way I led my life. 
Yes, we're living in one big crucible that is transforming us. Keeping your spiritual center is, is how you're going to maintain your sanity while it's happening. You know, it ha- still it has to happen. All this dark energy needs to be challenged and healed or let go of. In, in Again, in that idealistic world that I live in, you know, I have this magic wand and I can just wave it and everything has transformed and it's the way it should be. But to do that would be denying all the other souls their chance to experience and come to their own conclusion. You can't do, it's like raising kids. You want to protect your kids and make their lives easier and you don't want them to make the same mistakes that you've made and you can't do that. You have to stand back, let go. The key there is letting go. Keep your kids safe but you need to let them attract the experiences they need to have to transform into the people that they're destined to be. So when I think about Iran and and what's happening in Russia, the atrocities even in our own country, the United States. It just has to play out so everybody involved can learn their lessons and evolve into the beings that they're supposed to be. Very well said. This concludes part one of Keeping Your Spiritual Center to Maintain Your Sanity. Please join us for part two where Mark Robinson, Medical Intuitive, talks about what it means to be 100% service to ourselves as well as and 100% service to others. Judgment, judging, owning other people's beliefs, and self-judging, coming to the conclusion we are all lovable as unique individuals, and a little bit more. In the end, nothing matters except love and loving. So yes, it's a wonderful ride. It can be really entertaining. But don't get stuck in any one place because there's lots of places to visit. So just stay in the flow and be happy. Well, that is a great way to end the show. And I really want to thank you for returning. You have been a great friend of Happy Hour for the Spiritually Curious. For all our listeners out there, you can contact us at wildsoulsgathering.com. Let us know what you're thinking and what you would like to hear. And remember, embrace your wild soul, regardless what's going on in your life. Thank you, Mark. And thank you, Sandra. It's a wonderful thing you're doing. We all appreciate it. Until next time. Live in love. I'd like to thank our guests for joining us for this episode of Wild Souls Gathering's Happy Hour for the Spiritually Curious. To find out more about our guests, how to contact them, or detail on this episode, please see our show notes. You can also visit us at our website, wildsoulsgathering.com. We would love to hear from our visitors what you thought of this show, what you would like to see and hear in the future, questions you may have. Go to podinbox.com slash happy hour for the spiritually curious. You can leave either a voice or traditional message for us. This is your host, Dr. Sandra Marie, sending each of you peace and love. Until we meet again, embrace your wild soul.